Hi, welcome to What You're Reading, Dude. It's Lisa, Jamie, Lauren. This is our time to catch up and share what we've been reading and inspired by, hoping to stir some deeper conversations. No one person has time to read every book or listen to everything, but we figured this is a good time to trade ideas, expand our horizons, and maybe inspire you as well. Just a reminder, this is for us, this is for fun, and we are not experts. Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. So this week, we have a special guest for you guys because Lauren was off traipsing around the wilderness. Reconnecting. Centering herself. First time ever. First guest. Super exciting. And it went so well that as you will see when you look at the title of this episode, this is only part one. We had to switch it into a two-part episode because halfway through... We looked at our time clocks and we were like, well, this has already been an hour and we have so much more we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. So as you will see, we'll get into this episode and you'll get to meet our guest. She's lovely and you should check it out and stick around for both parts. Yes. They are very different. So the first part is definitely more of our like traditional bring your own book or, you know, TV show style. But then it just the conversation just devolves from there, and then we get super deep in episode yeah. two. So stick around, man. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hello. Welcome. We've got a special treat today. Lauren is out reconnecting with nature this week. <laughs> Bye, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> and so in her place, we're going to try something new and different, and we brought our local friend of the pod, Blair. Hello. Our first official guest. I do feel very honored. Oh, my God. You should. And a little nervous, but also very honored. Blair is a friend of ours in town, and we thought we would kick it off with like a little intro so you all know who the heck is talking this week. (laughs) Okay. Here is my life story. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm Blair. I literally live up the road. It's pretty nice. We all live not far from each other. And I met Jamie and Lisa through Lauren, the other person on this podcast, obviously. (laughs) In case Uh, you forgot about her. In case you forgot Lauren. She's been in the mountains a long time. No, um, I lived with Lauren for multiple years and got to know you guys that way. But I feel so honored to be here. It's just so fun listening to you guys chat about different things during the week. So yeah, thanks for having me. We're so we're happy you're coming. Yeah, we're drinking great rosé, and that oh, helps. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is there, <laughs> is there anything else you wanted me to say about myself? Um, no, whatever you want. I'm your yeah. number one fan. Hell yeah! Yes. Sorry, other couple people Sorry. who listen. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sorry, all the other million of listeners. <laughs> I was chosen to Goals. be the first. one day. Blair is the first and best fan. Yeah. I have a question for you. Oh, okay. No pressure. Oh wow. This <laughs> podcast is vaguely mm-hmm. about reading. Mm-hmm. If you were to read a book, like, do you have a genre that you like Mm. or anything? Or are you just kind of an everything? Or do you hate reading? It can go be outside of books, too. Whatever works. I do enjoy reading. I've told many people that I've read very little in the last few years. I think for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Today I'm talking about a TV show because I feel like after work, (laughs) I'm a nurse. And after work, sometimes I am brain dead and physically dead. And I think that's why different TV dramas have been my go-to the last few years. 
But if I did have a genre of book to read, I do enjoy nonfiction, I think is probably my favorite. But, you know, obviously love all the great fictions. Love when you guys chat mm. about HP. H- oh, uh, yeah. Et cetera. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I, th- I, think, non- I think nonfiction is probably yeah. my favorite. I'm glad you brought up work because we were talking before you got here and we were talking I, about you behind your back. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> very salacious. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. But I it. I've always been really curious like for those who don't know Blair has such a positive and happy demeanor all Whenever the time I, I see, see you. Oh. Yeah. Oh and, wow. And like given your job and the demands of it, I'm always so curious about how you maintain that mindset and like the way like that you carry yourself on and it's kind of nice hearing that you'll turn to some TV to kind of decompress because oh, yes. when I'm really stressed, I find myself doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. You know. No, that's a great question. I think, how do I keep myself composed? I'm not always composed. <laughs> Here's the that's secret. Fair. <laughs> um, Spilling the tea. <laughs> no, I think I, I work with great people and I think, especially in nursing, there's just a lot of chaos. Not mm. all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So just literally I think we laugh a lot at work just being like well if we didn't laugh or didn't have each other this would be insane like (laughs) if people saw what was going on Mm. all the time yeah and I think just having like a very I think we all are so grateful to have like a support group locally and then Mm -hmm. friends and family and then I think I really try to prioritize work-life balance like I really do enjoy what I do but you can't do nursing 24 7 like a lot of people work overtime and I I just don't (laughs) Taking a lot of time off this summer. Cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, things like exercise, if I can do it, I've been a little injured the last year and a half, but that's usually like my outlet. Just being mm-hmm. outdoors, just like mentally, spiritually, emotionally is like very grounding for me. Yeah. And then just being with people and then watching TV. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. Okay, uh, question. Last question. Or yes. maybe oh, you can ask me Are you anything. I'm feeling really question? popular. Yes. Right? yes. You I have been personally in my life very much in the drama realm of tv i Mm. am drawn to medical dramas Mm. can you watch things like Grey's and er or do they like stress you out well jamie you (laughs) are prepping me for what i'm talking about today (gasps) oh wait it's a oh i had no no, idea it's not actually a medical drama but the main character is a nurse practitioner oh okay the only drama medical drama i've watched is Grey's. And I started watching it right when I moved to Seattle, ironically, and became a nurse. Mm. And to me, it was just pretty funny immediately because a lot of it's very extreme. And like well, yeah. in Grey's mm. Anatomy, you know, the doctors are literally doing all the bedside care, which no offense, docs, <laughs> is just not realistic <laughs> at all. But mm. no, I think, I mean, I, I do understand a lot more now of what they're talking about versus when I watched before, I'd, you know, a lot of the like jargon and terminology I wouldn't have understood. But mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think they dramatize those shows so much that it still just feels like a drama sometimes. Yeah. But at least the show that I'm going to talk about today, they have like some underlying themes that are like pretty powerful and relatable, I think. Um, Okay. Yeah. But no, I I mean, I think there's a spectrum of medical dramas, you know. Yeah. But I do enjoy them like many others. I don't know how many seasons of Grey's I watched. I feel like I watched like six and now there's like... 300 so oh my god 18, there's like 18 20 18, yeah. a lot i also yeah. wow there is a doctor on youtube dr mike i don't know if you've <laughs> ever watched his videos yeah. there are like celebrity like instagram nurses and doctors yeah. all these things that i'm learning about that i did not e- know existed and i'm so curious about them because 
you know, it's one thing to like claim that you're certified and not be like for Dr. Mike, like he seems legit, but I have no idea. I'm just yeah. like, you know, the only thing I have Doctor. is like what he shot. Yeah. <laughs> but he has these videos where he looks at different TVs that have like a medical, like mm. either that's the setting or, you know, medical dramas. And he picks them apart and kind of almost oh, rates how valid they are. And so you talking about that, like brought that back to me I'm like that's definitely is intriguing just in the same way that like CSI and criminology like mm-hmm. it's very interesting yeah. to get someone's opinion mm-hmm. who's actually in that realm and can speak to like how realistic or unrealistic it is you know? right yeah I just learned this recently about all the like Instagram medical professionals you know some of them like work like once or twice a month but now are being sponsored by their instagram so like oh. are like very much changing like create all huh. these memes because they relate to them and then end up just like living off their social the media accounts wow. which is very interesting that's so interesting mm-hmm. and i know that's like not why we're here today but mm. i so want to dive into that because yeah. i wonder that and I, I wonder that with some like just influencers in general but you know, when influencers do, like, a day in the life, obviously, like, those aren't all things <laughs> that are, like, every day. But, you know, right. I, I look at, especially, like, let's say Dr. Mike, for example, or some other, like, influencer that's in the medical field. And it's mm-hmm. like, how on earth are you possibly juggling everything? Mm-hmm. I just, like, I can't imagine being in the medical field and then also having the social media presence yeah. and like keeping the up energy with the to keep up with both of yeah them. i think the thing i would like have a hard time with is at least for my job i mean i'm like any human i like think about things i have my fun at work blah 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 right. but when you are being with patients you really need to be very present like mm. ho- hopefully that's the case so i would wonder like you know are they at work and, like, having these experiences with a patient and now thinking, like, should I put this online? Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, interesting. that yeah. would be interesting. But the reason I knew this is because actually a very well-known nurse who's had, like, a couple of different famous, I think, Instagram accounts. I just learned about this because many people were posting. He passed away, ironically, oh. from, wow. from cancer. Aww. I think waiting on insurance to verify and cover some type wow. of some type of care he needed ironically he was waiting for the care and insurance was taking oh so God. long and he and he died oh my God. and his name was like all over on these nursing accounts so that's the only reason i knew that but mm. yeah anyways that's yeah interesting that's, when yeah. people make their professional lives especially when it's like something medical related or teaching or i don't know mm-hmm. like their social media platform but it's kind of the world we live in Ooh. I would like to get sponsored for free scrubs, though. That would be Hell nice. yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> some brands out yeah. there, apparently. Figs or yeah, whatever. Figs, please sponsor me. Mm-hmm. Please sponsor Blair. I do wear the Contact same scrubs us. I've been wearing for six years. Not exaggerating. But I really need a sponsor. Yeah, sponsor our pod. We'll just give all the scrubs we get to Blair. Yes. Although Figs makes, like, loungewear, too, now. Well, I'll keep that. Medical people. By Viore. No, I'm kidding. Yes. Oh, Viore. Yes. We, oh, also we love Viore. Sponsored by Viore. My yeah. Viore joggers are the best things I've ever had. Not sponsored. We're we just big fans. <laughs> yeah. We love it. All right. So my topic today, like I said, I have not been reading as much these days. But I have. I watched Schitt's Creek Finally. Oh, yeah. Yes. Finally, after everyone told me to, probably this last spring. And I will say it's one of the best shows I've ever watched. Yes, it mm. is. 
and ride was the first time I finished the show and then immediately after finishing it I restarted it I've never done that before because it just it's that it's good. that good and you miss things and it's so well done but not talking about Shit's Creek today. <laughs> I'm talking about Virgin River. Mm. And <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like the sound effects woman Virgin for this episode. Women. Tell us more. <laughs> so I first heard about this from a friend and I'd seen like one or two things online and I was like, no, that is super cheesy. Definitely yeah. like I love a good cheesy drama but mm-hmm. i was like you know i think that's too much for me too much cheese mm-hmm. it's very real yes yeah. and then i my level. sisters were in town a few weeks ago and they including my mom who watches very little tv mm-hmm. was like asking if i had watched virgin river and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> and they're like well it's pretty cheesy but i think you may like it so when things slowed down i sat down and watched an an episode and immediately i was like oh no no this is cheesy (laughs) the acting is horrible (laughs) this is no but i was like okay my sister said it was really good and they have pretty good taste so i'll give it like another episode so by episode two i was definitely in i will preface it by saying it is pretty cheesy but there are many things I like about it. First off, I'll give you a little background. Please. Okay? Please, mm. please. Yes. So it's about this woman named Mel, Melinda Monroe, who has had a very traumatic life and history in L.A., personally, professionally, and just needs to get out. Okay. She is a midwife as well as a nurse practitioner, and she answers this ad to work remotely uh, at a clinic in Virgin River, which is a small town in Northern California. Okay. So I'm not giving, I'm, what I'm telling you right now, you pretty much see no it in the first yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn more about her life, but she's pretty much escaping from her, her past life. Mm-hmm. And the show is about her kind of trying to get a fresh start and leaving those memories behind. However, a lot of the show is also about her trying to deal with what she's leaving behind. Like mm-hmm. she's, at, you know, you learned this in the first episode. I think it's okay to say her yeah. husband is killed. She lost a baby. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. oh, wow. And she's, you know, I'm guessing in the show only in her early thirties and has had a lot of trauma through her family, but she's not really processed it yet. So right. while relatable. She's, yeah. yeah <laughs> I never experienced that before. So it's about her kind of k- leaving, starting this new life, with new relationships in this tiny town with a lot of this trauma that she's kind of holding on to and has yet to delve into. So it is a romance. Mm. Not surprisingly, I feel like (laughs) the main character in every show is named Jack. His name is Jack. (laughs) Of Um, course. And a lot of the first two seasons, so there's three seasons. I've only watched two seasons and Mm. I've gotten a couple episodes into the third. A lot of the first two seasons has to do with them like you know, liking each other, wanting each other, but they can't have each other for different reasons, you know? So there's Mm -hmm. that whole tension, which obviously is very, makes the viewer continue to want to watch (laughs) it. (laughs) And then there's also many other relationships and storylines going on. As a nurse, it's very interesting. A few things that I think are interesting about the show. One, as a nurse, Mm -hmm. it's very funny how they portray this very old school clinic. It's just her, Mel, who's a nurse practitioner, and then a doctor who's, I think, in his late mid to late 70s and is very oh, old school. Oh, wow. Okay. And they use, like, no computers, no internet. Like, it's all paper charting. Oh, it's oh, very, wow. very unrealistic. And it's current day filming. <laughs> yes. So this is a, a perfect example of what we were talking about earlier. Pretty mm. unrealistic. Yeah. 
Yeah, they arrive at, like, diagnoses very quickly with very, <laughs> very little information. You know, they're literally the only providers in town. But wow. at first, he doesn't respect her because she's a woman. Oh, God. <laughs> Not surprising. <laughs> and then something I've also read and heard from other nurses, people get really annoyed about the show because... She is professionally a nurse practitioner, mm -hmm. which is, you know, a provider in itself. Mm -hmm. But throughout a lot of the show, she and other people refer to Mel as a nurse. And oh. she, I mean, is a nurse, but is also a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people have a hard time and get frustrated with the show. That it's almost like lessening her, you know, her, her role. status, yeah. Right. For the viewers, do you want to, like, quick synopsis the difference on those yes like so a nurse pr a nurse practitioner is a provider as in nurse practitioners can be the person who diagnoses who prescribes medication if you go to the doctor you could see an md you could see a nurse practitioner mm -hmm. yeah like the, my primary caregiver right like my is primary a is a nurse practitioner right. right sorry yeah i guess it's hard to explain if people don't know what a provider is yeah they could be the person that you go to for your care. Right. Nurse practitioners can also specialize in many things. It's, it's very it's a wide breadth. Mm. She also specializes as a midwife in the show. Hmm. So anyways, it's, it's very interesting. And yeah, that's pretty funny as from a nurse perspective. It's also based in Northern California, a fake town, but it's filmed in British Columbia. So it's stunning. Oh. Stunning. <laughs> of course. Wow. Yeah. And if you're familiar with this area, you immediately know it's not Northern California. <laughs> no offense, Northern California, which is beautiful. But I mean, it's quite vast. I mean, the rivers, the mountains, it looks like if you've ever driven up to Squamish or mm -hmm. north of Vancouver, it's absolutely stunning. So that's where it's all filmed. I was wondering while watching it, I was like, is it because it was during COVID? And, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of shows were filmed up in Vancouver. Oh. You know, I like going on peopletracks.com, you know. <laughs> and during COVID, a lot of the actors were just perusing the streets of Vancouver. So I don't know if that was part of it, but gotcha. it's filmed in BC. So the setting is absolutely stunning. And also, the soundtrack is really good. Ooh. So it's kind of cheesy, but the music, it always comes in really powerfully, un unexpectedly. So I literally was listening okay. to the Spotify soundtrack earlier of Ooh. season one, two, and three. I've been told that the third season gets a little more soapy, as in okay. soap opera-like. <laughs> that caught Jamie off. <laughs> yes. But it's fun. There's, yeah, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of romantic relationships in the show, a lot of her experience has to do with her role as a woman and having um, lost a child and what mm. that looks like. Mm -hmm. She has, I like that she's not some passive provider. She definitely stands up for what it is that she believes in. Um, but it's also, on top of being a really independent person, has kind of sh shoved a lot of her pain sure. aside. So it's it's a pretty cool yeah it's a pretty cool show yeah. that makes me excited that you liked it despite the cheese because I think that's what my my mom watches the show mm -hmm. and I think you know how Netflix has those commercials right when you yes. open it so I've always seen it up there so I've always kind of wondered I mean right away I could tell mm -hmm. it was cheesy but I have always just been slightly curious mm -hmm. but I think the cheese level has been stopping me from yes. starting it so I think. Also, totally I have, like, a weird thing. Maybe it's just because I only saw the little, like, 10-second clip. clip. But I have a weird thing about shows with the word virgin in the title. Yeah. Oh. It was, like, Virgin River. And I could immediately tell it's, it's about this, like, young, beautiful woman yes. who, like, falls in love. And I'm like, I don't know if this is oh. for me. But, like, totally. 
I, I really I think no I just need to like weirdly look past that and no. then I think that totally makes sense like there's a reason that they named it that right and mm. that the premise is some young beautiful woman yeah absolutely yeah I think I think it's definitely for 2021 still cheesy but I think they do a good job of adding some 2021 <laughs> elements to it you okay. know like she's yeah she's not some passive female you know she mm-hmm. has had an experience she stands up for her position at the doctor's office with the doctor i think you'd enjoy it and if you don't that's okay but you should tell me what you think i will yeah i'm kind of picky about tv shows like i like them or i don't and i've actually okay i watched most of this two seasons in a very short period of time been like working how and many then watching how it. many episodes are there in a season two 10 season? okay cool what that's what do you think has kept you hooked mm, i think the storyline the anticipation definitely like i said the first two seasons it's about these people who really love each other but they can't have each other mm. so there's the tension no. of yeah that. of course that pulls you in and i really do just love the scenery like it's absolutely beautiful. BC, I swear, <laughs> I gotta get over there. It's so beautiful. Like it's, yeah. I think if you if you're from up here, you know that it's just some like some beautiful riverside where they just like happen to like plop some like town. rural town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, some rural town or put some yeah fake buildings up to make it look like a town. <laughs> like it's some beautiful riverside. Ooh, okay. BC is just so vast. So mm. yeah, I'm curious to check it out cheesy like <laughs> films I, i'm picturing like i'm picturing a tv show that's a hallmark movie basically yeah. Oh, yeah there are times when i especially in the pandemic where i'm like yeah let's go for this because you kind of know how <laughs> mm-hmm. it's gonna go but mm-hmm. you don't really know and then there are times where i'm like i don't have time for this, this is so unrealistic definitely. But, oh yeah, yeah there's definitely like things will be kind of going normal and they just like throw something at you which is obviously very unrealistic <laughs> Just to keep, you know, the thrill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do think I ha- I'm i really picky about, like, I like dramas, like, traditionally. However, like, I would not watch most Hallmark movies. Like, I just, like, can't stand some. Like, <laughs> yeah. actually, most romantic comedies, rom-droms. Yeah. I actually, rom-coms, rom-droms, I don't enjoy. <laughs> but maybe it's because it's a TV that. show and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you, I mean, you kind of know what's going to happen, but... They but there is a little more yeah. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and I like all the other actors it. in it, too. There's also, like, a love story about people, about this couple is probably in their 60s or 70s. <laughs> um, so there's a very That's attractive cute. bartender who's a very, or the chef. <laughs> Sign who, me up. Who's another <laughs> random person in the show. But, yeah, I, I enjoy, it's not just the main two characters. I do okay, enjoy the yeah. other people, too. And, yeah, they, they throw in these, like, very deep themes sometimes. I've definitely caught myself crying or tearing mm. up once or twice. Okay. So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I think especially because she's not, like, 19. She's, like, in her mid-30s. Yeah. Like, she's she's a little lost someone she's close us. to. Yeah. There's a lot regarding women, whether they want kids or not, about that their mm. relationship to their body and having kids. And that is kind of what makes me want to watch it in a way. Like, both where she is in life and even like the discussion on kids I feel like is generationally obviously more of a topic than it has been before I don't know like cheese aside like I (laughs) I just want more content of people like in their 30s trying to figure out what they're doing Mm because I think in my mind there it feels like there's a lot of content where someone's like 
mid-20s and landed a big job mm-hmm. and moved to a city yeah and is like wow look at all these good problems i have in my life and that's great for them good for you. but like <laughs> you know there's also the point when you reach like your 30s or 40s or beyond and you're like i still don't necessarily i either like don't know what i want to do or things have happened in my life and i am where i am and I haven't really unpacked it yet to try to find happiness, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. Do you feel like the show hits on that at all? Yeah, I think something I relate to probably, and I think a lot of my peers, especially female peers, I think because I, sur- I mean, most of my close friends, I would consider them like, I guess, quote, successful, but also just like very others focused and independent. And mm-hmm. the main actress is is both very empathetic and others fo- focused, but also like, very independent and not wanting to dive into her own experience. And I think I've definitely had that experience. I think I relate to that. I think it's also a good reminder that people in there, I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the show. Let's say 32 mm-hmm. can and have already experienced so much loss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think in her experience, she wanted a baby and she had a baby and it died right after it was born or oh. it was a stillbirth many people our age have already and that's just one example of like major loss i think it's just a good reminder that exactly it's not just some like 23 year old who has some crazy life with some challenges along the way like it's someone who's like actually gone through a lot already and it's it's not to say that someone who's like younger in their life hasn't experienced the loss it's just like the content you see on tv like Mm -hmm. i i feel like there's more representation of that coming in like is in the works but you know it's just a different tone i feel like they're trying to hit an audience that's like You've graduated college. Now what? Right. And like this is hitting a very real demographic of you have gone through stuff where Mm -hmm. you are right now. And let's put the viewers in the shoes of someone who's gone through those Mm -hmm. things and either isn't ready to unpack it yet or maybe doesn't have the tools or, you know, just like Mm -hmm. doesn't really know how deep that well is going to be. And so they don't really want to go finding yet, you know. What you mm. just said reminded me of something Jamie has said because mm. I listened to your My guys' God, podcast. <laughs> I was talking to a friend That's yesterday, good. and I think he just turned thirty nine, and he's literally pausing from his career from career choices right now because mm. he said he has made too many decisions in a rush, thinking he had to make a decision. And he's a very well accomplished, very educated, very smart person who could do many things, and mm. he has. I believe he could be making a ton of money and be, quote, very successful right now. But he has said, I have rushed into too many things thinking I had to make a decision. And I remember you, Jamie, in a previous podcast talking about kind of changing your trajectory and how scary Mm. that could feel like around age 30. But I do really believe it is so powerful to do that because, I mean, some people, thankfully, they graduate college, know what they want to do and stick on the track. And that's yeah good for them kudos um, <laughs> kudos but I you're killing it <laughs> i think it's so brave and so powerful to do what it is that you want to do and it's hard that it takes you know spending so much time and money and energy mm-hmm. in times and doing something that you don't necessarily want to do later on but on top of what you said yeah maybe it's maybe it's because i'm in my 30s right now or 30 but i don't know i kind of like the beyond the 20s Me drama too. right now I, because we've talked to in a, I think in a previous episode too, about just wanting content of people who are like in the thick of it, trying to figure out what they want to do in life. Because to your point on like the power and bravery 
associated with that. It like to me, it's incredibly admirable to reevaluate where you are mm-hmm. and then actually take the steps to change yeah. it if you're not happy with it. Like I know that is a privilege that not everybody has. If you are in a position where you can find a way to make that work, like no matter what it is, like it feels like there's a lot of risk involved. And I remember talking to a friend once who had started her own company a couple years out of grad school. Mm. And I was like, wow, like that's incredible. And she's like, I just reached the point that I couldn't no longer, like Mm. basically like I had to do it. And Mm. so maybe like there are people who like heed that call and are just like, I got to do this. But there are a lot of times where you can look for something that's really fulfilling or you can stay where you are that's comfortable and certain and known Mm -hmm. and both are fine I mean like there's no judgment here life is difficult so you know like (laughs) both are admirable but it, it just like I'm personally maybe even jealous of people who take that leap of faith in reevaluating and putting themselves in a position like even if it it doesn't get them to that dream or the happiness they're looking for they're getting closer that's right right I think a lot of people are maybe jealous of the fact that they had the you know they took the chance to do that because it is very scary Mm -hmm. but if you guys watch virgin river (laughs) you should tell me what you think there are a couple actors that are worse than others (laughs) Hell yeah. But just give it a couple episodes, and if you don't like it, I'm not at all offended. But I did enjoy it. And then, since watching it, I have found out a lot of people that I didn't know have watched it. Okay. Good to know. It's kind of fun. Mm. I'm always looking forward to something to watch, like, in the background while I work from home. Yes. So that might be good to, like, kind of distract myself from the cheese. Mm -hmm. It's one that you don't really need. Like, I watch it at the end of a 13-hour work day. Just, you're like, okay, I I don't want to think right now. Give it to me, Virgin right. River. I yeah. swear, like, there are things I want to watch, but I've been looking for a lot of background content lately, mm-hmm. and I'll end up turning something on and then watch it completely. You know, I had a heavy w- week at work, doing some overtime this week, and one night, to keep myself, like, up and focused, I put on a documentary, The Woodstock 99. It's on HBO Max. I don't know if either of you checked it out. I watched that thinking it would just be background info. Didn't think there'd be anything really crazy. <laughs> and I just reached a point where I was like, I got to call it on work. And was just oh, like wow. watching so intently because it was a story I just had never heard before. And it was hitting home. Should I elaborate? Intrigued? Should I? Please. Okay. Okay. All right. Can this is not where to. I plan to go. So we'll we'll just see. Can I ask Jamie goes. a quick question? Yes. So it sounds like you can. And I know Lauren can do this. Can you put something on the back? Like, can you have a show going on in the background Mm. and be productive what you're doing? Because I can't. Like, I've never been the type of person. Like, I have to be, like, watching the show or doing something else. I can multitask in many other ways, professionally and personally. But if I have, like, something I want to watch on, I can't, like, also be, like, doing something else. I cannot watch something I want to watch. Mm. There are – I can – I can put things on in the background. I do. I cannot listen to podcasts at work because I can't listen. Mm, right. But if there's something about like having a TV show that I am honestly kind of indifferent about or maybe I've seen mm. before that I can put on and just like distract myself. Mm-hmm. I do find if things at work are getting crazy, I'll like pause the show and like mm-hmm. realize it two hours yeah. later. Oh, yeah. wait, I was watching something. 
but I think I have to like find the right kind of show. Right. Okay. That makes I'm trying sense. to think of something I've worked like the office. In the yeah. I was just I honestly office. couldn't watch the office because I, I like the office. You love too it much. so much. But like Friends? Um yeah. I could okay. watch Friends in the background because I've seen all episodes like eighty times. Right. Mm-hmm. I know people like The Office or Friends. They've seen them all so yep. many times that they or can like be The Office was definitely a background. Something show that me. like people are liking a lot but i'm like i don't know if i like this or not mm-hmm. i would put it on and if i find myself watching it too much i'll turn mm-hmm. it off mm-hmm. that was me with game of thrones only because mm-hmm. the gore factor was a bit too much, much at times mm-hmm. but i wanted to be there for the storyline i agree you know? completely yeah. i weirdly took up game of thrones my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. and would put it on in the background while i was doing homework oh and I, I don't know how <laughs> that even now I'm like thinking back. I'm like, how I did feel I like people do are, that? I've never watched it, but I feel like it was the show where I knew people would gather and like a word wouldn't be spoken because everyone was just like, yeah, right. Well, I think happen? once I think I when I joined, I think season four had not yet aired. So there were mm. three seasons out. Mm. And I think once I hit like season three, I had to stop doing other things while I watched yeah. it. But I would just I remember one day I was like watching it in so in my college there were obviously big buildings and everyone would just study in the buildings so i was in julian which is our like chemistry physics Mm -hmm. um, geology building and it's where a ton of people would just like come and study because they had like nice chairs and i was in between two classes there and i had like an hour so i just stayed to do homework and i was watching game of thrones while i was doing homework but I remember having to like turn it off because there were too many porno scenes. And I was like, people mm-hmm. are going to walk yes, by for sure. and think I'm watching something very strange definitely. right now. <laughs> so I definitely had to stop doing that. But yes. yeah, I did that with Insecure for a while in my last place. And there was a the door to the building next to mine was like 15 feet away from my living room window. <laughs> and so I... I love Insecure so much. And the more I watch it, the more I'm just picking up more. Like, Mm. I'm focusing on different storylines, watching character arcs. But there's a lot of sex scenes. And so I felt like people walking by at night probably just figured I was, like, casually watching porn, (laughs) like, while working. Yeah, so that had to stop. (laughs) Unless they recognized it and knew exactly what you were watching. I know, right? Okay, here's a TV show I watched during Mm. work from home. Glee. I watched oh, it Lee, the I first like, three seasons Lee. when mm-hmm. they were on, but I had never it watched it weird. through. Yeah. It got weird. And so I watched it Did through. Did it get weird? Oh, I didn't watch the weird work. part. Okay. Because I could just like, I mean, I don't, I'm not like super, in, I didn't give a shit about the music, to be honest. Oh. So I'm like, I didn't have mm-hmm. to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like, love the music. Okay, like, I was like, the I, music is the only part I oh remember. My God. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I liked when I first watched it. When, when I rewatched it, I was like, can I just. Where are these sixteen-year-olds singing oh about god. like having okay. sex? I'm like, I don't need to do this. Oh my god. Okay, with Glee, like, there are definitely some like LGBTQ stories that mm-hmm. I that were very like obviously strong. Well, yeah, and like I didn't see all of them play out, and so there's part of me that wants to rewatch it to see some of those because I'm curious, yeah. like how they did it. Did you? Did either of you guys watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Oh <gasps> yeah, okay. I a show or a movie? That show. It's a show. It's a show. No. I only watched it because of a friend's recommendation that I was really not expecting. Like she yeah. was not in a musical field and was like, "This show is so good. I, I watch it with yeah. my mom." <laughs> I think that's yeah. the only. I loved that show. Yeah, 
and I honestly think that's the only one I could handle. Like, I don't know if I could do. <sighs> that's a good one because I love that they make fun of themselves. So yeah, between crazy, it's a lot of like comedy yeah. versus less drama. Like, well, there's, there's a lot of drama, but all the is. drama is very. It's com- funny. There's very serious stuff like laying in the plot yeah. that is very lightheartedly like addressed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. This woman literally flew across the country and moved into the same town as an ex <laughs> because of a positive experience she had with him on the streets yeah. in New York. I feel like and a two-minute like, conversation. Yeah, like we need to unpack that, you know. And like it's I just think, like skirted I by. I I feel like I haven't watched a ton of TV, but I've watched a lot of the same shows multiple times, and I feel mm. like they're oftentimes based on recommendation. So yeah. do it. It's on Netflix. Okay, Only yeah. four seasons. It's good. Okay. So short. to like give you a sense of what the music is like yeah. and for anyone who's like, um, I'm not going to watch that. OK, they have a song. I can't remember what season, but it's like my sexy getting ready song. Uh, season mm. one. OK. And, and so they, it sounds fun. Yeah. So they're like kind of making fun of themselves like she's going on a date. And so like in a musical, this would be the time where she's like singing about how like nervous she is or whatever. And she's just like owning up to like I'm gonna wear Spanx and like <laughs> let me get ready <laughs> so that shame. I look cute yeah, yeah. I feel like it's people funny. still experience this for sure oh yeah relatable oh yeah very oh. relatable yeah I like having pump up songs sometimes you just yeah. really need it I am curious what the, the like audiences for musical based TV shows like <laughs> I'm enjoying year old girl I am not yeah, right <laughs> maybe high schoolers yeah. I don't know let us know that's a good question <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to talk about Space Jam? <laughs> we can. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we can talk it, about, like, so. Woodstock 99 another time or yeah. never. You know, yeah. check it out. It was very interesting. I, <laughs> in a total pivot, I watched Space Jam this week, the new one. Oh, and not MJ. And, yeah. Although, they do. <laughs> They do actually bring on an MJ, but it's Michael B. Jordan. Uh, and they like don't play it up that. so well. They're like, Michael Jordan was in the crowd. <laughs> and they have this dramatic like entry to like him walking on. And it, it's like at halftime because, you know, inevitably they play basketball again. And I'll mm. back it up and tell the plot in a second. But they're like, he's like walking on and all the Looney Tunes are like, He's going to save the day. And then it's Michael B. Jordan. And he's like, <laughs> I was just here. <laughs> okay. Did you so, watch it in person or is it on Disney Plus? Or uh, sorry, like in a, t- on HBO a Max. theater? It was oh. HBO Max. So many options I actually watched days. it last night. <laughs> I was celebrating. Bravo. I had started Tenet and was like, I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> like Things were getting crazy. Lot. Yeah. So this is the second Space Jam. Holla Millennials, you know what's up. The OG yes. is still king. Like, it, I think I think they did a great job. I, like, I don't know if they're counting it as a sequel, but I think it was a yeah. good second version of the idea of Space Jam. It's very hard to beat a classic, and mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to even compare them because where I was when the first Space Jam came out oh, yeah. versus the second, like, totally different parts in life so like I can't even be like okay like six seven year old Lisa how are we feeling like I don't know but the second movie starts off with LeBron in like 1998 which I'm guessing is probably around the time that the first Space Jam yeah, came like out real footage so, of him 
Oh, no. They oh. have, like, a character. But they do, in the intro, they do put actual photos of LeBron through the years, oh. which is really cute. Oh. But they, so the whole premise is, like, in 98, LeBron's, like, at basketball camp or school, something. And some friend, like, gives him their old Game Boy, the, like, non-color one, because he just got one of, like, the Game Boy colors. Um Hell yeah. And oh, yeah. so I think, like, finances were rough for uh-huh. LeBron, like, back in the day. And so he was like, yeah, and he's, like, playing a Looney Tunes game. And then his basketball coach comes over and, like, snags it out of his hand. He's like, you got to be focused, you know? <laughs> and he's like, why are you giving me such a hard time? Okay, like, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> he's like, you know, why are you giving me such a hard time? And he, his coach is like, you were the best I've ever seen. You could be, like, a generational game changer like you could be one of the best in a generation you have to focus and so he gets like a really stirring speech and like motivation from this coach to just like be serious don't play games focus on your craft Mm -hmm. and so then you cut to like a montage of him just like climbing and being LeBron like just the king you know and so then you cut to him being a father and being you know who he is And his kids are playing basketball on their own, like, outdoor court at his place. And one kid has been, like, practicing more. And the other one just wants to have fun. Are these his real kids or? No, but I so wanted them to be. Oh, my God. And the wife, too. Like, the actress who played his wife. I don't know who his actual wife is. But I'm like, this family is perfect. (laughs) Beautiful, I'm sure. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Well done. Y'all killed it. You really, you nailed it. You're a beautiful couple. But anyway, so one kid is, you're just wanting to have fun. He's not like as super serious about it. Yeah. And so like LeBron's coming in and like it's a kid's film, right? So they got to like kind of hit on the moral like pretty hard. So they play it up like LeBron is just like, kind of the tough dad like you gotta you gotta stick to fun fundamentals you gotta focus like there's no time for fun like we have basketball camp soon bop 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 so he's being like your stereotypical hard dad yeah and the kid is like taking it but he's also just like disgruntled you know Mm -hmm. and then you find out uh soon after that he the son dom has actually been developing his own video game that is basketball but they're like style points and, you know, intri- it, it's almost like basketball meets Mortal Kombat. Like there's not so much like fighting exactly, but like you get points and power yeah. ups and combos and it looks awesome. Like if some kid his age is developing <laughs> video games like this, like I'm out of a job. Like that's awesome. And so they have a moment where they're playing his game together. And like I think LeBron doesn't quite see that his son is working hard and is just passionate about something about else. Yeah. Yeah. Long story short. Okay. So the whole premise of this movie, like, yeah, you see LeBron growing and being like kind of tough dad, but he's king. So you're like, damn. Meanwhile, in Warner Brothers, where the Looney Tunes are based, oh, okay. that's how we bring okay. them in. Hair okay. flip. So there is this like evil, like algorithm. So the villain in the movie is 
this algorithm. Very 2021. So 2021. <laughs> we can relate. They nailed it. I'm cool. like, 1999, it was like evil aliens, and that was an algorithm. algorithm. Like, wow, okay. They fucking nailed it. Like, <laughs> they I did. Y'all can't see the hand motions I have right now. Like, <laughs> these 12 year olds, that is all they know. They catered the to Gen Z <laughs> so well. Like, I mean, I'm not Gen Z, but just from yeah. my observations, I was wow. like, you really nailed it because it also hits the fears of probably parents watching as well. Or just like mm-hmm. people that are like, what is the future of AI? Where are we going with all this? And cool. so with Warner Brothers, like they're developing whatever. There's some like algorithm. Like the villain is the algorithm, which okay. is so poignant wow. for where we are right yeah. now, personally Very speaking. Deep, realistic yeah. themes. Right? And so they add a character to it because in reality, like the algorithm is just oh. computer coding that is created by humans, mm. but doesn't really have a person to it. And so they manifest the algorithm into like a person that's still living in the digital sphere. Mm-hmm. And so you come in with the algorithm studying LeBron James and basically just trying to figure out how can I gain mm. power gain a reputation and like be respected in the same way that this man is. And so the idea is I'm going to team up with him. We're going to basically scan and learn everything we can from him. And then I'm going to use that and become the best and he'll be out of a job. Right. And this algorithm has been personified as like a character. Yes. In it. Don mm. Cheadle like does a Don great job. Cheadle. And so like, wow. okay, so he's great. Like, yeah. So he's like in whatever this digital world is, uh-huh. I like, I guess in the servers, I don't know. And then he has this little, like, little Sham is really changed. It's day. very, it's, wow. It's, okay. Yeah. Do TLDR. you need to smoke a little yeah. to watch Is basketball yeah. involved? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Too long didn't read. They did a great job. Check it out. Because I don't, like, they hit on some of the classics. Oh, I'm intrigued. But they didn't oh, yeah, sit on it so much. Like, they definitely make fun of it. Like, uh, Bugs Bunny at some point is That's like, funny, yes. this sounds oddly familiar, you know? Oh. So they, like, end up, okay. Doing, they okay. end up doing the same shit. Okay, yeah. I looked up the wife. Yes! This is wife's, the actress is Sonequa Martin-Green. She's in Walking beautiful. Dead. Beautiful! Oh, my God. Dead. I may be oh, low-key jealous. Yeah. Like, she's so beautiful. Like, the LeBron's family. Just, not real wife. No. Gotcha. But they just seem like this, like, A-plus ambitious family. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, sure where am are. I? Let's get it back. So, <laughs> okay. long story short. Yes. LeBron and his son get sucked into this digital oh, and world. And his son. Okay. And his son. The algorithm challenges LeBron to a basketball game in order to basically get his son back. Oh, Meanwhile, so then LeBron is on this quest trying to scrounge up whoever he can get Mm -hmm. for this basketball game. And then Dom, his son, is like with Don Cheeto, the the algorithm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the algorithm is manipulating the son. Mm -hmm. Basically, like, I don't know if gaslighting is the right term. But, like, Um, your dad doesn't respect you. It's kind of grooming in a way. Kind of, like, turning it, like, yeah, really throwing shade to the dad and really just trying to be the good guy and, like, trying to get him to side with the algorithm more than with his dad. So then they come to the game and yeah, it's the Looney Tunes versus like the characters from his son's basketball game, basically the uh, video game. So the son basically like, like 
gives the info to the algorithm and then he like they kind of cheat where they just like max out the skills on all the mm-hmm. players and then they the video game had based the characters on actual basketball players and then they kind of like to me it was villainize them but they just like combine them with like snakes and birds and like a machine so that they're like essentially unbeatable and the only way oh sorry okay so then they have this game where half the crowd is literally all the warner brothers characters we're talking game of thrones harry potter like Anything oh. that Warner Brother has the property rights to is <laughs> I totally didn't realize Warner Brother, Warner Brother was apparently because it's huge. Warner wow. Brothers is huge. Look into it. And so then the other half ends up being the humans that live stream into the game. They get literally sucked into the digital world. Wow. And so then they like maybe. play this game. I feel like I'm sharing. I'm like spoiling so much. But no, no like, I'm excited. They play this game. To determine, you know, like the sun's destiny, but also like the humans that are watching their destiny. And so you have this play on like, do you stick to the fundamentals? Do you keep it serious or do you go off book because going on book isn't working anymore? So it was really fun. I have talked a lot about this. Please watch it. I'm so excited. You might watch it tonight. It was good. I, I thought it was great. I feel like I'm overhyping it and people are going to watch and will be like, yeah, well, I was going to literally but... go home and watch it. So I'll let you know. Yeah, I'm excited. It was a really good like Friday oh, night. Zendaya plays Lola Bunny. She does. Oh, my God. I love her. Lola Bunny. Like she enters by just like become she's like up for the evaluation to whether or not she's going to become an Amazon with Wonder Woman. And like, whoa, I just I love the creative liberties they took with Mm. all these different worlds. You're very good at recapping things. Oh, you are. I feel like I'm like going crazy. No, I'm so. Yeah. So, hi, it's Jamie again. At this point in the conversation, I um, had to go use the bathroom. And when I came back from the bathroom, the conversation had gotten very deep very quickly. And like I said earlier, we have two parts, so we decided to kind of stop it here. So go ahead and stay tuned. Next week, we'll be dropping episode two. Rate, review, subscribe. And if you like us having guests on, and if maybe you want to be a guest, feel free to send us an email at wrdpod at gmail.com. We'd love to have our friends on and also strangers. So, (laughs) you know, whatever. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Links from today's episode can be found in the show notes on our website, whatyourreadingdude.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you have anything that piqued your interest or you want to share, email us at wrdpod at gmail.com. Maybe we'll feature you on the pod. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and also on Instagram at wrdpod. Follow us and stay up to date on future episodes. Like, leave a review, tell a friend. You get the idea. Music for this podcast was created by Kalindo. Find him on Instagram at The Real Kalindo. Stay inspired and we'll see you next week.